0: So we're in part two of our series, Sabbath. Sabbath, a cathedral in time. And if you missed our first part uh, um, last week, I encourage you to go back, listen to it on podcast, watch it on YouTube. Uh, I'll tell you what, you will not be disappointed. Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, and Shabbat means to stop or to cease from. I remember when God stopped me in my tracks, when it came to... um, my disbelief, he stopped me in my tracks. And uh, about 20 years ago, I went along to a healing meeting. Has anybody ever been to a healing meeting? Yeah. Has you ever, ever gone, have you ever been to one but you're very skeptical? And I went along very skeptical. Um, so the, uh, the healing evangelist's name was Weston Carrier. Weston Carrier, he, um, uh, he's gone to be with the Lord already um, all those years ago. Um, so I went along to this healing meeting, and I brought my mum along, along. And so my mum would have been what my age is now. So this is twenty years, if you think. Um, so she sat uh, like, like like this sort to him. She sat on the back in the last two rows, and I sat up the front because I want to see all the action. And Weston Carey began to do his um, his ministry, and and as he was preaching, he would stop, and he, I really get, get a sense. There's somebody in this room, you've got pain in your left. Shoulder, and you can't lift your arm above your head. Is anybody here? Anybody here? Anybody here? I see that arm. Are <laughs> you lifting? <this. laughs> and, uh, and anyway, um, nobody said anything. No one said anything. And um, then he carried on. Then he stopped. I really believe God is telling me someone's here, pain in their left arm, shoulder, and they can't lift their arm above their head. And, and then he said, oh, I really believe it's on this side. On this side. And Anybody? Nobody, so he carried on. And then he stopped again, I really believe somebody here has got pain in their shoulder, they can't lift their arm above their head, and they're sitting the last two rows over there. And I was thinking to myself, my mum's in their last two rows, and I was thinking, mum, don't do anything stupid. And then anyway, then he goes, then he go, no one says does anything, then he goes and he points directly at my mum, he says, is it you? As I point of Price over there, is it you? And this is what I was sitting up the front. This is what went through my mind. I said, Praise Jesus. No, no, this is what went through my mind. Mom, do not say yes. Then my mom goes like this. She, she doesn't say yes. She goes, nods her head. She nods her head. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? She gets up, comes to the front. Winston Carrier lays his hands on her, prays for her. She lifts up her arm. Everybody's clapping, applauding. Praise God, healing. Except for me, I'm like this liar. This is what I'm thinking, liar. You know, because I bought you here. I know you ain't got a sore shoulder. I know you. you, uh, you. Don't tell me you got a sore shoulder. So after the service, I uh, went to my mum very respect, respectfully, because she is a Pacific Island lady. Because <laughs> this is what I thought. I thought my mum just said yes because she's being a polite Pacific Island woman who doesn't want to. Um, Embarrassed, the man of God, right? She just said yes for that, for that, for saying yes for yes sake. So I said, "Mum, Mum, you, know, you 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 didn't have a you don't have a sore shoulder." Then then she says this to me. Well, son, you don't know this because I never told you because I didn't want you to worry. But all your aunties know. For some time now, I've got pain in my left shoulder, and I couldn't lift. I can't lift my arm above my head. i was going. What? Then she said, and every time he kept saying this. I was too shy to say yes, it's me. I knew it was me, but I was too shy to say yes. I was going, okay. So I said to God, 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 if it truly is you, then he will point me out. And as soon as I said it, he pointed me out. And as soon as he pointed me out, I felt this heat on my shoulder. And before I even got up there, my pain was gone. And I was... I was like, oh my goodness, uh, sorry, uh, forgive me. Like, I was like, blew my mind. And, and I'm here to tell you that Jesus heals. Yeah. Amen. Jesus is the king of the Sabbath. The seventh day rest. In fact, if you're looking for a subtitle for today's message, it, it, is, it is Lord of the Sabbath. Lord of the Sabbath. And, and so when you, we open up our Bibles, we see God creating. And he creates the world in six days. And what's really fascinating that after each day, it, it, it's followed with this phrase, it was, it was evening and it was morning, day one. It was evening, it was morning, day two, and so on. But when God comes to the seventh day, God stops. And he enters his creation like a king entering his throne to rest and rule. And that phrase, it was evening and it was morning, it doesn't appear on this day. And the reason why it doesn't appear on this day is because the seventh day rest wasn't meant to end. That God's plan was to to rule and reign in his rest with humanity. And humanity to rule and reign with God in his rest. Until that that was created by God was lost, when humanity decided to rule and reign on their own accord, and they stepped out of the seventh-day rest. Isn't it so true of us? Is that we we all want to do things our own way, Right? Have you been there before? Um, way back? Can you remember back when you were young when you said to your parents, "You, you can't, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, you, you, uh, 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 You're not the boss of me." You know, I've got all these flashbacks about my life growing up right now. You know, you you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> you're not the boss of me. You know, and 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 then and then um, and then you go you, and you you go and you make a mistake and you realize actually my mum was right. But I'm not gonna let her know. <laughs> she was right, you know? And, you know, because this is, cause, oh, you know what? I'm gonna rule and reign on my own accord. And no one's gonna tell me what to do. And certainly not God. I'm gonna do things my way and how I wanna do my life. And the seventh day rest, that that was created by God, was lost when humanity stepped out of the seventh day rest. But God never lost his hope on humanity, He never loses his hope on you. Isn't that good? Even when we go astray, he never loses his hope on you because God's plan is always to to, to work and and move through humanity through you. God wants to use you, and when God sets in motion the seventh day rest, and he and he, and he tells Israel to uh, every seventh day to stop, to cease, to Shabbat, to rest, and by and by Shabbatting. And sabbathing, (laughs) if that's a word, (laughs) by doing this, you are enacting as if that God's rest and rule is back. Because God was again there. One day, God's seventh day rest will again come back to humanity, where we begin to step into God's seventh day rest. Because the Garden of, of, of Eden was a place where heaven and earth overlapped. It overlapped. It's where God walked with Adam. And in the garden was the tree of life. That God said, one day I will bring my seventh day rest again to humanity and heaven and earth will overlap. And I will once again walk with my people that God himself, Emmanuel, God will be with us walking. And so the, the Sabbath was, was a picture pointing to the time when the seventh day rest was going to come again. And so when Jesus rocks up, he turns everything upside down. Or was it the right way up? And if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to to Matthew chapter 12, verse 1. And verse 1 says this, At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry. Anybody hungry? (laughs) His disciples were hungry. And they began to pluck the heads of grain and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, now the Pharisees are a political group and they're the I told you so group okay I told you so don't do that don't do that they're like correctors no one likes correctors right like I, I, I had a whole bunch of correctors growing up called my sisters <laughs> <laughs> anybody had some sisters as correctors <laughs> anyway when the Pharisees saw it they said to him look your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath and then Jesus replies to the Pharisees I love what he says he said to them, have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him all his companions to eat, but only for the priests. Now you see what Jesus is doing right now. Jesus puts himself in the place of King David. And the Pharisees knew exactly what he's doing. Jesus is making this bold claim that... that what King David did is what I did, because, because when King David when David did this, he wasn't king at that time. In fact, he was on the run, but he was the true king, and the Pharisees knew that. and And here's Jesus coming forth over here, and again, uh, again, the people of the leaders of that time are after Jesus, and it was Jesus putting himself that he is that true king. So he comes proclaiming, "And I am that king," and he and it, and it carries on and into um, verse five. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and yet are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. Are you as shocked with that statement as I am? That's a shocking statement. That's, if there was ever a drop mic moment in ancient Israel, this was it. He dropped, he could have just dropped the mic and walked off. Because what Jesus was saying is, hey, you know that temple that's up the road here? Well, I am the true temple. I am the temple. you got to understand what the temple was, what the tabernacle, then the temple was, was a symbol of the the Garden of of Eden ideal where heaven and earth overlapped. And in the Holy of Holies where God's presence resided, is this amazing place. Heaven and earth overlapped in this place. It was a picture of the Garden of Eden. And it was a picture that one day that God will fill his creation with his presence again, that God will once again walk amongst his people, heaven and earth, will come together again. And Jesus is announcing, I am the temple. I am where heaven and earth overlaps. And God is again walking amongst His people. So He makes this bold declaration, I am the king. I am the temple. And and He's not finished there. If they were offended, he wasn't, he wasn't finished offending them yet. He had more offending to go. He goes on. And he reads and he goes on in, in, in verse, verse 9. i got to make my screen bigger. When I, what that, what's that little number? Um, it's the lighting in here. Anyway, he left their place and he entered their synagogue. A man was there. Oh, sorry, I got to verse 7. I skipped verse 7. Oh, my goodness. But if you had known what that means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. <laughs> and here he goes, verse 8. For the Son of Man... Is Lord of the Sabbath. <laughs> you know the Sabbath. You know that you know you know the thing that God said that we must do. That every seventh day we've got to stop Shabbat. We've got to stop. You know that thing that's, that's anticipating of when God will bring His seventh-day of rest back into reality. We we'll say, "Well, I am the Sabbath. I am the Lord of the Sabbath, and I'm bringing forth in your presence um, where heaven and earth uh, overlaps." And I'm bringing into reality God's kingdom. Here he is, he's going, I am the king. I am the temple. I am the Sabbath. Where heaven and earth overlaps. Where God will once again walk amongst his people. Where, you, where we can enter into God's rest. Verse 9, he left their place and entered their synagogue. A man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath, because you couldn't even heal on a Sabbath day. This is how strict their laws were. They they went, they went even further than what God asked them to do. And, and they said that so they may accuse Jesus, accuse him. Verse 11, he said to them, Suppose one of you has only one sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath. Will you not lay hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a human being than a sheep? So is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Because what the man didn't realize that he was standing in front of the true Sabbath. He He was standing in front of the true temple. He was standing in front of the true king. His healing was before him. Do you realize who's before you? Do you realize who's in our midst? And he says to the man, stretch out your hand, he stretched it out, and it was restored as sound as the other. Verse 14. But the Pharisees went on, went out, conspired against him. How to destroy him? You know what's really amazing? Is that Jesus let them, which is kind of weird if you're trying to set up your kingdom and you as a king and you let them destroy you. Because how was Jesus enthroned as king? The king of the world, Emmanuel. How was he enthroned? He was lifted up, not on a throne, but on a cross. Where he confronts evil, the slavery of sin, confronts death with his own life. And God raised him from the dead three days later. The Sabbath is here. The temple of God is here. Jesus is our Sabbath, the Lord of the Sabbath. Will you step into the Sabbath? What's really amazing is that in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus tells his disciples, He tells his disciples, go across the sea. So his disciples jump on the boat and they go across the sea. And then they find themselves in a storm. There's lots of wind blowing. They find themselves in a storm and they're a bit frightened. All of a sudden, they're worried. And here's the thing. How, how come they find themselves in a storm? Why are they in a storm? The reason why they're in a, they find themselves in a storm is because they were obedient to Jesus. Maybe you find yourself in a storm. Maybe that's exactly where you're meant to be. Have you been there before? Like, I like, Lord, like, oh, like, why am I in a storm? Why am I in this? I've been obedient to you, Lord. Why, why am I here? Why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? Why? Have You found yourself there? Have you asked that question before? I was asked that question this week. And I answered it like this, I don't know. (laughs) The Bible isn't clear on that either. (laughs) Just read Ecclesiastes. (laughs) But this I know, is that you are not alone. Because as the disciples found themselves in a storm, who do they see? They see Jesus walking on the water through the storm. And they're terrified. I'll be terrified too if I'm in the middle of a storm and I see Jesus walking towards me. And, and, and Jesus said, hey, yo, yo, your, your homeboys, it's all good. It's me, your man, Jesus, it's me. And they're like, if it's you, this is Peter. If this is you, tell me to come to you. Jesus says, come, come. So what does he do? Jesus steps out of the boat. Splash. He's still standing Splash! He starts walking to Jesus. Peter walks on water. Splash, splash. So good. Splash! All of a sudden, the Bible tells us that he notices the wind all around him, and he begins to sink. I'm just thinking, Matt. You know I'm thinking maybe his disciples were in the boat and they were like, "Yo, Pete, yo, Pete, don't look!" But there's a there's a massive wave behind you, and Pete's like, and "Like, we told you to look." I don't know, maybe that's what happened, and it begins to sink, and I love what happens next. What does he do? The Bible says, immediately he cries out to Jesus, save me, and Jesus reaches out his hand. When you find yourself in a storm, when you find yourself in a place, and you don't know why you're there, I've been there, I'm like, why, 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 why? Why? I've been, Lord, I've been faithful to you. Why? When you find your way in a storm, you can do two things. You can either listen to the dry boat talkers, or you can follow Jesus who knows the way out of the storm. Because I don't know about you, I would rather be a wet feet walker than a dry boat talker. How many times are we surrounded by people who keep putting out all the wrongs in our lives? Or how, you know, I don't think you're gonna make it through. Oh, yeah, maybe you should leave that relation. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you need to Stop talking to the dry boat talkers and start to follow Jesus, the author and perfecter of your story. I would rather be a wet feet walker. I would rather be stepping following Jesus and find myself in the middle of storm than being somewhere with a whole bunch of people who are a bunch of dry boat talkers. you know um when i I remember when i was playing american football about four years ago and i ruptured the disc in my back and i and i and it also also signed it for me to retire i was getting too old (laughs) but i remember i play on the defensive line and and uh, my job was to slip through the gap between two big refrigerators like two big like you know we got. so we had like big joe on the bass here, with the other big Joe on the guitar. So these two big guys, my job is to turn into paper. So, uh, so it's amazing, watch this, I wanna see a magic trick? I'm gonna disappear on you. I'm here. Okay, so, so that was, my, I got like, I had to slip through the gap, like turn into paper, and then slide through, and then, and then get the quarterback. That's my, that was my job. This one particular time, it became paper. <laughs> I wasn't that quick though. This time, the refrigerator fell on me, and and, and what I didn't realize at the time, it had bulged. My, my, my lowest disc began to bulge, and when I got home, it ruptured. It ruptured, and I felt pain like never before—excruciating pain. And I said, so "I I I began repenting, teasing all the people. I used to tease. I used to tease all the people who had sore, sore backs. So I began repenting. Sorry, Lord, I need to stop teasing all those people. And I was an excruci- Never felt pain like it in my life." The worst thing ever, I couldn't walk, I couldn't move. And I was lying flat on my face in pain on the ground in my lounge for seven hours. Porter and the family had left to go out and they went out to Maccas. No, they went out to Christmas boxes, right? They came to the Christmas, or they were packing the Christmas boxes. And I was on, seven hours I was on the floor in pain. And then there was a knock on the door and the, and the sliding door opened, and I turned my head like this, and it was John Booth. John Booth, um, he got promoted last year, and he's now with Jesus, about a year ago. And he come in and he goes, hey, mate. I, I, John, John Booth used to be a senior pastor of this church back in 89, and he said, hey, mate, I heard you got a sore back, and I go, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you want me to pray for you? And I was going, yeah, yeah, whatever. So he he lays his hand and goes oh just standing up and I'm lying on the ground and he's going in the name of Jesus pray for healing for answers pray for this pain to be gone in Jesus name okay mate have a good day oh I mean get better and he walks out he's gone well, it's just kind of like a throwaway prayer have you ever done a throwaway prayer like you just prayed for somebody like someone texts you and or someone uh, say, can you pray for me get in the name of Jesus amen okay done you moved on or maybe someone said, "Can you pray for this?" And you write, "Yes," and you forget to. Been there before? Oh, yeah. No, that I've never done. <laughs> and I was laying on the ground. Then all of a sudden, I realised the pain was gone. I got to my hands and knees. Pain was gone. I stood up. No pain. I sat down. No pain. Then I ran to the toilet because I was busting for those seven hours. <laughs> My, my biggest uh, what I was afraid of is that I will have to use a pan but anyway just, I came back sorry it was horrible <laughs> I went and I went and I went I, I went and I made dinner for the family while they were out I made lasagna the next day I went to church the youth took the service and I was down on the floor only thing that was wrong with me my left leg was numb my whole leg was numb so I was like hopping on one floor I still got one good leg I praise Jesus and I was praising because our youth are rocking it and then my daughter, during the week, she had this project about walking 5Ks. So I walked with her, or I linked with her for 5Ks. And so our daughter came from Auckland, and she said, I want to go up the hucks. So we went up the hucks. <laughs> up the hucks. And then, uh, hey, it was surfing connect group. Went surfing. <laughs> went surfing. And then, um, then my MRI scan, had to do the scan, because you know, you gotta get the check, got the scans. Now I'm in, we're in Auckland. We're about to do a wedding. I'm in Auckland, so. Okay, who's getting married? <laughs> so I'm about to do a wedding. And, and, and then I get a call. and it's, it's, the, it's the number one back surgeon in Hamilton. And he says, this is what he says to me. He said, okay, we've, we've, got, we've seen the scans. We're prepping the, 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 the surgery room right now. How fast can you get here? And I was like, I'm in Auckland and I'm about to do a wedding. Can we like maybe do it tomorrow? I don't know, what's wrong? I have no idea why I'm having surgery. And he goes, you, 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 you're doing what? Then I told him what I did. I did a 5K walk, walked up the Hucks, went surfing, got dumped and all this stuff. And he was, blew his mind. He says, according to the scans, you shouldn't be walking. According to the scans, you should be in excruciating pain. And if we don't get this fixed, you're going to be paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of your life. And I was like, uh, can, I, can we get it done after the, uh, the wedding? Because I've got to... <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, I'm not going I'm, I'm to treat you as what I see on the scans. I'm going to treat you for, as a patient as what I hear. How do you overcome the enemy? By the blood of the Lamb and the words of your testimony. Because... The opposition to faith is not unbelief, but it's sight, what you see. To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. Hebrews 11.1. And what the surgeon saw on the screen seemed impossible to man, but what is impossible to man is not possible to God. And I'm here to tell you, if you find yourself in the middle of a storm, maybe that's where you're meant to be because God is about to bring a breakthrough. Will you step out of the boat? I don't know about you. I'd rather be a wet feet walker than a dry boat talker. Why, why, why? I've been there. You know, one last story before you finish. I'm, 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 I'm landing this plane. <laughs> um, during the lockdown, during the lockdown, we couldn't do our services. So we started doing services online and it blew me away about how many people tuned in, not just in New Zealand, not just in Hamilton, but right around New Zealand, Australia, right around the world. And there was this person in America, Florida. She, her name was Jeannie. She tuned in every Saturday, Sunday morning, which was Saturday night for her. She watched, and then I, and I would see this person, Jeannie, all the time. And I was, I was like, man, we got to get this Genie on on our family time. We zoom her in for our online service. So I said, oh, so I contacted her, and I was, and I, and I did a Zoom call with her. And she was telling me, you know, whenever you did your services, my room in Florida, will, the presence of God will fill this room. So what you were doing in your lounge, in your lounge, in our home, in Hamilton. The Holy Spirit was moving in Florida. And I was saying, Whoa, that's, that's awesome. And then she said, Could you pray for me? And I said, Yeah, sure. What's wrong? Because I'm in a wheelchair. And I said, like, Okay, maybe you're recovering from a sprained ankle. I don't know. So I prayed for her. And then a couple of days later, she sees me this message and I asked her for permission to read it. She said, Yes. This is what she sent me She said, I'm about to go to sleep, but thought you should know. Since you prayed for me, things have changed. I got, I got stronger in every way, and today, for the first time in nine months, I walked 12 meters with a cane holding a rail, railing. Well, oh, praise God. I've taken three steps unaided as well on a number of occasions. Oh, man, hey, amen. Man, that ankle must be getting good. Then she says this. I have a note from a doctor stating that I am a paraplegic. I was going, you mean it's not a sprained ankle? You mean?" according to the doctors you're paralyzed from the waist down and also same from a case worker i'm so grateful to to you for your prayers smiley face emoji and i've never doubted that i'll walk eventually lol way too healthy for 62 year old grandma I thought, this grandma's pretty cool with all these emojis and things like that. She's like, just thought you should know that a real miracle is unfolding. My physio is shaking her head in this disbelief. Lol, lol, lol. It's emphasizing the lol, laughing out loud. Our God is an awesome God. Again, thank you. Night, night and ZZZ emoji. Come on. I don't care what you think, but I want to be as cool as this 62-year-old grandma when I'm, well, not that I'm becoming a 62-year-old grandma, but when I'm 62. The opposite of faith is not doubt but sight. Will you step out of the boat? Because your Sabbath is here. The Sabbath rest is now. Will you enter into your rest? It's time to step out of the boat. It's time to follow Jesus because he knows the way out. I don't know what storm you're in. And if you are in a storm, I don't know how to get you out of that storm. I don't. But I know someone who does. Will you step out of the boat? Come on, everybody, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you heal. You know what? If you're in this room right now, you need healing. Maybe you've got some kind of, um, I don't know what it is for you. I have no idea. I don't need to know, too. But the healer is here. Wherever you are. Father, in the authority you have given us, Lord, release your healing power into their bodies. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way. We say to sickness, be gone. We say to cancer, you have no right in this place. We say to anxiety and depression, you do not belong here. Father, we speak healing in Jesus' name. Father, we receive your grace. We receive your healing. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your your spirit that is at work in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, we give the Lord some praise and glory. Father God, we love you. Lord, why don't you tell Jesus how much you love Jesus? Lord, we love you. We love you.